season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shrigland and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and mine baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mine Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we continue our NPI breakdown presented by Bayou City Baseball Company as we spotlight USA Prime National 16U team with shortstop Jack Rucker and right-handed pitcher Aiden Poe. Guys, super fun to get you guys on this show. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, doing great. Awesome. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, of course, guys, you know, again, thanks for coming on the show. I do really appreciate it. You know, I'm pumped to dig into, you know, last weekend there for NPI, how the USA Prime team did. But before we dig into it, first question I always like to ask everybody is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Jack Rucker? Who exactly is Aiden Poe? We can kind of go ahead and start in that order, you know, kind of take us through that. So my name is Jack Ruckert. I'm from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I go to Catholic High School. I'm a rising junior. Uh, on the field, I play middle infield and I bat left-handed, so I throw right, bat left. Um, I'm committed to LSU. Uh, it's right by my house. Um, I would say my my biggest skill is just being an infielder and bat left-handed. I feel like I bring a lot to the game, and I feel like I'm a good leader on this prime team, and I look forward to the rest of the summer. My name is Aiden Poe. I'm a right-hand pitcher from Vincent, Alabama. I go to Vincent Middle High School, and uh, I feel like my best my best capabilities on USA Prime is I'm a great role guy. I am very loud in the dugout. Um, people are always going to know I'm there, um, and I feel like I can command the zone very well. I had very little walks this high school season, and I like to carry that on to high school. I mean to uh, travel ball. So, you know, I command the zone. I'm a pitcher's pitch, um, you know, always going to hit the spot. Okay, so let's go ahead and move directly straight into this MPI breakdown. So for both you guys, let's stay with this same order. Kind of just kind of take us through the, you know, experience at NPI. I know that's kind of a broad question, but just in terms of, you know, what the atmosphere was like and just what, you know, what it was to your guys' eyes, you know, kind of take us through this NPI experience this past weekend. So the MPI is my third third straight year going. 
it's always one of my one of my favorite tournaments. It's always the first tournament of the summer. So getting to be with the the team for the first time in the summer is always fun. And the fields at MPI are crazy. Lake Point's probably the best spot in the country. And then it's not just, you know, a hundred teams, it's all the really good teams together on just a couple fields. So you get to see all the all the best players playing. You get to play against the best. It's one of the best tournaments of the summer, I'd say. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I really like the way uh, they allowed all the teams practice time um, at the beginning and just the competition. It's my first time ever going to the NPI um, and especially with a with a high level team. And so being able to go there and not have to play, you know, those weak teams in full play, you're not you're not seeing weak pitching like waiting until the bracket you're getting to see quality uh, teams and pitching the whole way through um so yeah it being all national programs there um it really benefits you in the pool play and you're seeing a lot of high quality talent and I mean like you said the fields at Lake Point they're probably the best in the country um as a pitcher I love seeing up on the scoreboard what my spin rate was what my velocity was and you know no no other uh facility in the country has that so you know being able to see data um, in between each inning, knowing what you need to work on. I think that's uh, really beneficial for pitchers. Yeah. So with this beta PBR event, you know, as I was scrolling through Twitter all this week and I was kind of following along, I was seeing Shooter Hunt, you know, post all these different videos of all these different guys. I'm sure there was other scouts there in terms of maybe some reg- area scouts for teams, maybe some draft advisors, some college coaches. I know, Aiden, you're probably – going to be going through that recruiting process once August 1st or September 1st hits again um, for your sure. junior year. But for you guys, you know, with all those different people watching you, I'm sure there's, you know, tons of people there. How do you guys kind of block out who's watching you play and just, you know, kind of still focus on the game of baseball when you guys are up there on the field? Really for me, I just try not to think about any of that because at the end of the day, you're just with your friends having fun on the baseball field. And if you're, if you're just having fun doing what, team needs you to do the rest will take care of itself for me so that's really just what I think about I mean yeah it's great they're all out there it's a great opportunity but at the end of the day you just got to help the team and if you do that then the rest take care of itself yeah I'm the same way I mean it's the same game I've been playing since I was you know three years old uh seeing those scouts there is like seeing my dad when I was playing uh like park ball I mean it's the same thing there's people watching you your whole life, um, but it really comes down to it's just a game. The coaches know it's just a game, so I've got a better chance at being my best self when I'm playing like myself, and they they understand that too. So, I mean, there's not too much that anyone's having to do. They want to see who you are when you're playing in your backyard versus who you are when you're, you know, on a national team. It's the same. It's the same baseball. Okay, so let's go ahead and just, you know, dig in game by game. Aiden, I know you pitched game three. Were you there for game one and game two to actually watch, or did you maybe just get there the day before? Because I know sometimes pitchers do do that. No, I was I was there the uh, game one and game two also. Um, I wasn't quite sure when I was going to start coming in, but my plan is to be there all the games this summer. Um, so, I mean, I, I love to be there with the team. I've always said that uh, – being with USA Prom is like family, you know. Some of these other teams, the the teams like the teammates are not very welcoming, but you know, I feel like everyone like you can just fit in with Prime, and so coming back from the summer and seeing them the first day is nice, and uh, you know, you always you always fit in. So I I love to be there every day, and you know, be cheering guys on from the dugout. It's um, yeah. 
Okay, so, you know, as we go through game by game, obviously, Jack, kind of want you to go through, you know, what your ABs were looking like, how you're playing up there on the field. And then for Aiden, you know, as we go through, kind of take us through from you, your point of view on the in, in the dugout, kind of watching your guys' team, watching the teammates, maybe what the vibe was in the dugout, what you were kind of seeing. Um, so just, you know, game one, game on stealth. I know you guys tied there, you know, game day one. Um, so Aiden, kind of take us through, you know, what it was through your eyes in that dugout. And then Jack, for you, kind of take us through, you know, what those ABs were looking like throughout that game. Yeah, they had they had a lefty on the mound. I remember he was pretty crafty. Um, he had a quick arm, and you know he would he would spin it a lot. He wasn't afraid to spin it. So I think that had us a little off balance. Um, but you know he was crafty. He did he did a good job. And then later in the game, I think they had a righty come in, who also you know they were they were just switching it up, switching up arm angles, switching up velocities. So I think it was hard for our guys to settle in, especially with it being the first game of the first tournament. Um. But, you know, you can see the next two scores in the next two games. We settled in and we started swinging it. Um, but, you know, yeah, we tied. We had crafty pitchers. Um, we had Zach Strickland. I think he had a no-hitter going into, I believe, the sixth. So he he was throwing it well. I think he topped out at – I think he was sitting about 90-91. And he was really crafty. And then I think we had Austin Dean come in next. And, you know, new team, first game. He, he walked a couple guys, and uh, they scored a run or two. But, you know, you got, you're got you settling in with a new team. You can't blame the kid. Uh, he, still, he still did great. Um, and then we had Keegan Carhoff come in next, and he's a hard-throwing righty. He can um, – he was a little – the command wasn't fully there, but he was still filling up the zone when he needed to and got out of some tough spots. So, you know, they, they commanded the zone well, and uh, – you know, kept us kept us from losing the lead. I would say game one, um, you know, we were all that was our first time seeing each other again, really, uh, besides the practice the following the day before that. But um, I'd say our pitchers did a great job. They competed. They only allowed two runs. You know, like you said, Zach Strickland was really good going to UCLA. And then our other two pitchers competed really well, too. And so, um, yeah, they had a lefty on the mound. He was uh, he was crafty. He was probably 85, 86. Um, we, we had a great lineup. You know, I feel like we were just kind of pressing that first day. But um, it was first at bat for me. Um, batting two holes. We have a great lineup. We got Casey Cunningham in front of me and Sean Gamble behind me, two of the best players in the country, I'd say. And then – First at bat, I uh, got a base hit. And then, you know, after that, I feel like my nerves were kind of just gone and it was just playing baseball again. And then um, the lefty, the lefty did good against us, though. He he was just mixing speeds and stuff. We, we were getting nice barrels off him. We just couldn't string him together. And then the righty came in. We had the lead, like, the whole game. It was, like, 2-1. Then they got, they got the second run and sixth, I'd say. And then the bottom of the sixth, they had a righty, and he was uh his ball was just moving everywhere. He was, he was good good job by him, and we just couldn't get that second run. But after the game, Mark talked to us. He was like, you know what, just flush it. You know we were a little tight, and I feel like after that, everyone just took a deep breath, got the first game nerves out, and we just played good on from there. 
Okay. So if you guys had to play game on stealth again this summer, you know, not with it not being game one, you guys maybe not having those first game jitters, first game, uh, um, whatever the word would be, I guess. But you guys had to play them again. You know, what's that scouting report? What's that approach going into that game? You guys have to face game on stealth again, maybe this summer, maybe next summer. You know, what's that approach? What's that scouting report looking like? I mean, if I had to, if I had to pitch against our roster, I'd be crafty too. So, I mean, you know, they're going to come in there. They're going to try and mix up speeds, mix up arm angles. Um, but I think the problem was really just timely hits. So if we can string together some timely hits, uh, they, they caught some weird balls in the gap where like they were shifted weird and it just happened to be in their favor. So, you know, I really think it was a, you know, just jitters there, um, a couple unlucky barrels, but you know, I really do think we're the more talented team. And if we were to face them again, um, the, the score would be very different. I mean, I, I think they're a great team. You know, they, they're a gritty, gritty bunch. Um, you know, they play together well. But I think if we if we play our game and we we execute the way that we can, I think we'll, we should we should be good. But they are a good team. They're a gritty, gritty, nice team. Okay, so moving into day two, you guys get your feet underneath you. You guys are go go ahead, beat Team Elite Scout White. You know, go ahead. Same questions here. You know, Aiden, with you being in the dugout, what was your kind of point of view there? You know, watching your teammates, watching that other team, kind of take us through your point of view, and then you know, Jack again, kind of take us through each of your abs, what they were looking like, and just what that approach was like against some of those different pitchers. Yeah, our. Uh... Our pitchers we had that game are, you know, neither of them are these giant guys. They're probably around my height, but they can throw, they can compete. They were dogs on the mound. You know, Colt Peterson, um, I'm try I can't remember where he's committed to, but he is a dog. I think he he's was not Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. I think he was ninety one, ninety two, great off speed, um, just blowing it by guys whenever he needed it. He could reach back and hit a ninety two if he needed it. Um, his body moves great for his size. And, you know, I think he was holding like um, just a couple hits too. like him and Strickland both commanded the zone very well. Um, and, you know, held them to uh, I think he, I don't think he gave up a run uh, when he came out. Um, so you he was commanding the zone great. And then Caleb Rogers came in next. And, you know, another guy, Caleb Rogers really reminds me of Marcus Stroman, um, you know, very athletic. Uh, throws the ball well, can spin it, um, great change up. So he was he was tossing it in there whenever he needed to, and then he was just an athlete on the mound. He he gave up one error where he there was like a bunt or something to his right, and he dove and almost made the play. It probably would have been one of the better plays of the day. Um, but I mean, yeah, two very athletic guys that move really well and were dominating zone. And you know, when you have a kid who can reach back and throw a bayou ball whenever he needs it, you know, that's going to pump the dugout up and everybody's going to have high energy that just feeds into the barrels. So, you know, it's, yeah, they had very good energy and were very good competitors. So I would say that game, we definitely had some more energy. That was, um, so our first game was actually at a high school. So this is our first game at Lake Point. And uh, I feel like that just got everyone, you know, a little more, energy a little more ready for the game and um my my day on that uh the first at bat they they were throwing this dude I mean he was a righty he was he was solid I was kind of late on him 
I uh, didn't get the best swing off my first at bat. And so my second at bat, I was thinking about being on time and getting the best, best hack that I get off. And I ended up tripling and then ground rule double in the next two at bats. So I feel like that was, that was um, a good adjustment. And then our, our whole bats got going that day and we were, we were seeing them well and our team just played really good. And the, like he said, the, the Caleb guy and Colt Peterson just dominated on the mound. I feel like they just they just went out there and gave it all they had, and they dominated. And so that was that was a really good day for us. Okay, so again, I'm gonna have ask another question like I did for game one. So Aiden, let's say you're pitching up against this team elite squad. You know what's that scouting report? What's that approach going into it? And then you know Jack for you as well. If you had to face them again, you know what's that approach going into the game? I mean, every every national team is going to have kids who can swing it, and I'm a guy who likes to keep kids off balance. So, I mean, if I were starting against them, you know, I would be starting them off a little backwards, maybe mixing some fastballs early in the count, late in the count, you know. Um, they're a great team. We had timely hits. Uh, but, I mean, if you have competitors on the mound that are being dogs, you're going to win most of the time. So, yeah, if I had to go pitch against them, I would try and replicate what Colt and Caleb did, which is just fill up the zone, dominate, have high energy. And, you know, it's just hard to compete against a guy who is just just feeding energy off of like off of the mound. Yeah, like Aiden said, they're all these teams are really good. They they're no different. They were a really good team. But um if we come out ready and like the the way we can play and if we execute at a high level like our two pitchers did. And the bats take good at bats, good quality at bats. We sh we sh we should be good again. Okay, so all right, so day one tie, game two win. So going into game three, Aiden, you're going to be up there on that mound. The determining factor of whether or not you guys are going to be in bracket play or not. You know, first off, before we dig into the game, just for both of you guys, what is that mindset heading into day three, knowing okay, if we win, we head to bracket play. If we lose. You know, we could be, a, I guess, maybe a wild card, whatever. Um, just kind of take us through what that mindset was there. You guys wake up day three and just prepare for power baseball. You know, it's it's do or die. I mean, you got to get it done. Um, I said it to my guys when we were in state. I mean, when push comes to sub, you got to push harder. You got to be you got to be the team that comes out on top. And so I think uh, Micah Matthews was texting in the group chat, getting us fired up before the game. Uh, he's a great leader. He's a, I think he's a South Carolina commit. And so, you know, he, he always brings good energy and can get the team behind him. So we were really excited going into the game. We had Jack Laflamme uh, starting the game. He's a, a tall righty. And then I came in um, for the last out of the fourth inning and then the fifth, sixth, and seventh. So, you know, going into that game, we knew we were going to have to replicate the energy from game two because we knew that's what we lacked in game one. And um, we knew we had to get string together some hits. And, I mean, we did what we needed to do. Yeah, I would say for me, going into day three, all I wanted to do was win and get in bracket play. You know, you don't want to not want to pull. That's a big thing that our coach says is, you know, we expect to win every pool we're in. And we've won, like, I don't know how many straight, but it's a good amount. So we don't want to not never not win a pool. So, I just wanted to win that game no matter the cost. And, um, yeah, they started a, a, like a little crafty lefty again. You know, our, our lineup gets a lot of lefties because we, 
we're a lefty heavy kind of lineup, I'd say. And I mean, from the first first inning, we were just taking good at bats, gritty at bats, and uh, yeah, our pitchers did good. Aiden and Jack, they both pumped the zone, competed, dominated really, and it was just a a good good game to to win the pool and keep that streak going and get into bracket play. Okay. All right. So Aiden, go ahead and dig through, you know, you get there in the fourth inning, you know, kind of take us through your pitching performance. That was like going through that lineup, uh, just maybe the toughest hitter too, if you want to throw that in there too. And then, you know, Jack, same, same question as before, take us through your ABs, kind of what those were looking like as well. Yeah. So I got, a, I got a full time through the lineup coming in at the end of the fourth. I know, you know, if you're coming in at an inning, you just want to shut it down. And uh, that's what I did. Just went out there, got the out. And then going into the the fifth inning, um, I, th- I believe we're at the top of their lineup. Or maybe it was the bottom and then the top was the sixth. But, I mean, I knew they had some commits. I knew they could swing the bat. But, I mean, I can't I can't tell you everything out there. I'm kind of unconscious when I'm out on the mound. I, uh, you know, I'm, I don't remember much, but when I'm out there, um, I'm so locked in that it's like I just wiped my memory of it. So they definitely had some, some tough, uh, like, kids to face. But, you know, I just used my stuff. I believe I got, like, I think out of the nine or ten outs I had, I had seven ground balls, like two were to myself. Um, infield was coming in on every play. And then Jack made some plays behind me at second. Kaysen, I threw a change up to one kid, and uh, Kaysen – like bobbled it and I told him you know roll me up a double play we will be fine we'll get through it I know like I know I've got dogs behind me and then I think a couple pitches later him and Jack turned up a double play and we got out we got out of the inning so you know having kids behind me that I can if something goes wrong I can tell them trust me I'll get you another one and you know I'll know you make the play and then having them actually execute it um you know that's a pitcher's best friend so going out there being able to command my pitches I got a new PR um, on my fastball, I hit 87. Um, so, you know, that's that's speeding just straight off of their energy and knowing that if I'm trying to blow a kid, uh, blow a fastball by a kid and they get a hold of it, I've got guys behind me that can back me up. So, you know, really going out there with no fear of what can happen, knowing I can pitch and, uh, you know, not have to worry about the outcome. It's it's uh, It's a great feeling. Yeah, I'd say that game, like you said, I mean, that was that was a great game. They Aiden dominated out there. It was fun to play behind him because, you know, he was just going at at guys competing, you know, with all his pitches. It was great. And uh for me that game, we were facing a lefty and first at bat I walked. Second at bat, I was trying to be on time and I hit a triple. So that was that was a great game. Uh especially with Aiden and and Jack just doing great on the mound. Okay. All right. So we got special guest, USA Prime first baseman, Mason Braun, joining the show as well. So Mason, got a couple of questions here for you. Well, I guess, you know, uh, Jack and Aiden, if you guys maybe want to put yourselves on mute and just listen to me and Braun go, uh, me and Mason talk here for a couple of minutes. Mason, just a couple of questions here. Um, so kind of take us through, you know, what that atmosphere was like there down there last week in NPI, your first weekend with USA Prime. You know, what was that experience like? Kind of take us through what that atmosphere was looking like. I mean, down there, everybody's dogs. Everybody can play. Every single team is good. 
Um, so it's not not easy competition. You're not going to go in and know you're going to run a rule of team. So you got to play your ass off every single time. You can't like go in and be easy because if you're going to do that, you're going to lose down there. You're not going to, it's just good baseball. Yeah. So with this being your first weekend with USA prime, what were maybe some of those expectations you had going in and maybe some of those surprises or, you know, maybe you met your expectations playing for USA prime for the first time. I mean, I know I knew that it was going to be good baseball and it's going to be challenging. So I knew that I didn't have as high expectations for myself the first time, just since I'm playing for a new team and it's also a lot better baseball than I'm used to playing on that scale. So I just knew I wasn't going to do my best, but I still did good. I did better than I thought I was probably going to be against some of the pitching since, since high school baseball is a lot easier in Indiana than summer ball down South. So that was that. And then um, just playing as a team, I didn't expect us to be like as a team yet since it's first time all of us been together, but it was actually really insane how everybody, everybody got along and agreed with each other and had fun. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead. I know I was on game three with Jack and Aiden there. So let's just go through game one, game two, Um, just go game by game. So game one there, you guys are facing, I believe it's what game on, yeah, game on stealth. You tie there. Kind of take us through what those ABs were looking like there for you. Um, and just, you know, just take us through that game through your eyes. Well, so the first game we played that game on stealth, they had a little lefty that was super weird, had a over the top arm slot kind of. So my first A-B, I got hit in the shoulder, I believe. That is either first or second. And then one of the other A-Bs, he beat me on it inside fastball and struck me out. And then the last A-B, I um, hit a fly ball, which I wasn't really happy about it because I, I was just out in front because I knew I had to get early, and I just popped one out. So those were my three A-Bs. And then our defense and pitching – were, was insane that game to help us stay in it because our offense wasn't doing what we had to do. Zach Strickland pitched an absolute gem, and then the bullpen came in and shut him down so we can actually have a chance to win still. And then game two, we played Team Elite. So in that game, our pitchers, again, shut him down. They're an amazing game. And then my ABs, um, First A.B., I had a little ground ball at the middle. Second A.B., I had another hard ground ball. And then third A.B., I had another ground hard ground ball. So those, the first two games, I didn't do like how I wanted to. I was still getting my eye back. And then our third game, we um, played power baseball. And Jack and Aiden absolutely shoved that game, shut them down. And then our offense started to come alive more. We scored more runs. I ended up going two for two with the backside single and uh, single off the pitcher. So that was a lot better game, team game for all of us. Okay, so looking into game one and game two, if you guys had to face game on stealth again, face team elite again, what would be that approach going into those games? Let's say you're facing the same pitcher. Uh, just, you know, your scouting report on the teams and just what that approach would be going into the, the next games against Team Elite and Game on Stealth. 
oh, our approach would just be not take them as lightly. Because I think all of us thought they weren't going to be as good as what they um, were, so we didn't give them the credit they like deserved. So we thought it would be a little easier game. And now we would know that we would just come out and beat them up and not think we're going to roll through them. Okay, so moving into – so, I mean, we dug we dug into game three there with Aiden and Jack, but let's just go ahead and move into game four there. Tournament play started. Um, Again, you know, Aiden, first question off for you. You know, take it through – take us through your eyes from you in the dugout, what the vibe was in the dugout going into bracket play, Um, what you were kind of seeing on that team. And then Jack, then Mason, we'll just go with that order. Again, take us through your ABs, what those were looking like, and just, you know, through your guys' eyes as well, what the what that game was looking like day four. You know, I actually wasn't there um, that game because I had pitched the day before and I told Mark that, you know, we didn't have a hotel for the next night and it was going to be like to extend the hotel another day. It was going to be like hundreds more dollars. So it's like a two and a half hour drive home for me. So we headed home um, and I was going to come back Monday for the semis and championship to uh, pitch again. But, uh, you know, I had a Troy uh, like an all-star event for high school baseball starting Monday. So I was already home. So I went to that and I've been at that the last couple of days, but you know, I was watching on game changer, but I, I sadly was not in the dugout for that game. Yeah. Game four, you know, it was bracket play. Um, we were actually in a rain delay. It was supposed to start, I think 11 and it was raining. So it started at like uh one thirty or something, but I mean, it just wasn't the best game for us. Um, we were playing top tier. Uh, they're they're a good team. Hats off to them. They played really good that day. You know, they had a grand slam. They they were just hitting good. They competed well. But um, I mean, overall, it was just a really good tournament for us. You know, even if it didn't end the way we wanted to, you know, we came close together for the first tournament to to win our pool. Like that was our goal. And then really just we're just going to keep building off that all summer. But game four wasn't the best for us. We were facing uh, another lefty, you know, usual lefty. Um, he, he was getting us out front. Um, I think we ended up scoring like seven runs or something. But we, we gave up a lot of runs. You know, we just weren't weren't locked in. But, you know, we'll 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 build on that and learn from it for next tournament. Yeah, similar to Aiden, I wasn't there, actually. I had to come up north um, for some tryouts I had on Monday morning, so I wasn't able to make it either. Okay, so uh, just, you know, I got a couple more questions here before we end it off. Just, you know, overarching questions on the weekend and on the summer. Let's flip this order around, you know, one more time here as we end it off. Let's just go Jack to Aiden to Mason. Um, So as you guys are, you know, just looking back at this past weekend, who were just some of those, you know, key performers – from the USA Prime team that you know that come to mind for you know NPI. I would say our key performers are really our pitching for the first three games. I mean, like Coach Mark said, like I think they didn't give up over two runs the first three games. So he was like, you know, we just gotta string a couple good at bats together, scratch a couple runs and get three. And we win all those first three games. So I would say, you know, Aiden had a good performance, Zach Strickland. Um, Colt Peterson, great, great, great job on the mound. Um, all those guys did a great job. And then our hitting, I would say, you know, just our whole lineup did good. Our whole team really 
really had a solid weekend. I would say um, in the last game, Mason Greenhouse went three for three. He um, he really showed out that last game. So that's who I would say our top performers were. Yeah, our uh, our pitching was good. It was, I mean, competitors all over the mound. You didn't have a kid that wasn't out there competing, giving in his best. Um, and I'm not just saying it because he was out here, but I think our best hitter of the tournament was Jack. Um, I mean, two or three triples. Um, like, he was just unconscious when he was hitting. Having having to face, uh, you know, Texas Tech with Cason Cunningham, uh, LSU with Jack, and then Gamble, you know, he's third in the class. He'll get – I doubt he even goes to college. He'll, just, he'll probably just go straight into the draft. So, you know, having to face those three guys back-to-back, um, defensively, our infield was really good, but I think like hats off to Vincent DiCarlo, NC State commit catcher. Um, you know, our pitching kept us to two runs, but if you may not see it in the box score, but if you were there at the game, you would see, I would say Vincent saved six or seven runs on the weekend, say at least, um, blocking up. I mean, you've got kids throwing 90 on the mound they spike a fastball and he's jumping into the other batter's box and blocking it off his collarbone. He showed me he had like three different laces on his collarbone from where he was blocking pitches. And he was just incredible behind the plate. I, I got the, uh, the opportunity to pitch to him and uh, on the practice, uh, was it Friday? Whenever we had the practice, um, I got to throw a bullpen with him. And, you know, I, I said earlier, I'm like a, a pitcher's pitcher, so I really like to tunnel, which is like building other pitches off of your last pitch, and he really understands that concept. So when we were practicing, I got to throw a bullpen to him and talk through my pitches and what I like to do. Um, and, you know, having a guy who can understand you and another big thing as a catcher or as a pitcher, like what I'm looking for in a catcher is that they give me energy. And sometimes I would throw a fastball, and as soon as he caught it, he would be saying attaboy and pointing at me and like giving me that energy back. And I think he stole me a couple calls from the umpire. Cause you know, you get a, you get a pitch that's borderline and your, um, your catcher's pumped up and getting it back to you, you know, they're going to umpire's going to feed off of that too. So I really think our standout player was Vincent, just the way he was, you know, blocking behind the plate. He was, uh, he's like 85 from, from behind the plate at the junior national showcase. He's got a cannon. Um, but yeah, he probably saved us close to double digit runs just being a dog behind the plate. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm the same with Aiden. Jack was on the barrel every single AB, murdering balls all over the field, and then our pitching kept us in every single game we had, won us two of the games, tie, made us actually tie a game instead of lose one. So our pitching saved us, and then Vincent was insane the first game saved us the game we would have lost if it, he wasn't there there is multiple balls that would have been pass balls and runs scored from runners on base he saved all those runs and then he also threw multiple guys out so he was crazy behind the plate this tournament okay so let's go ahead for you know jack and mason look through all those different pitchers that you were facing and then aiden all those guys there for power baseball who is those toughest, the toughest pitcher that Mason and Jack you had to face? And then for Aiden, who is that toughest hitter in that power lineup that you had to face? I know I know that may be tough to pick out one. So if you do have to pick out maybe two or three guys, 
who are the toughest pitchers, toughest hitters, you know, from this weekend. I mean, yeah, like you said, there was a bunch of great players there. We faced a bunch of good pitchers, mostly lefties. I would say um, the two best pitchers that I faced were the guy on the first day from game on, the uh, first lefty. I feel like he just competed well. His ball, none of his pitches were straight, really, at a weird arm slot. And then the last day, top tier brought in a dude, a righty in the in the last inning. He was like 89, 90. He was, uh, he was solid because really we've just been seeing lefties all tournament. And then to mix it in with the hard righty, was tough for us, but yeah, there was great pitchers, great, great hitters all around that tournament. So anyone you face was good. Yeah, I agree with um, Jack, that first lefty for game on stealth. He was just crafty. He threw, he didn't throw it the hardest, but all his pitches moved. He knew how to work, like work the game and throw strikes and used all his different pitches to get you guys out. For me, uh, the toughest I, – I can't pinpoint one guy, um, but the toughest batters for me to face are the kids with quick hands who can just kind of poke off different off-speeds because I'm more of an off-speed guy, and then I'll mix in, like, a hard fastball or I'll fake shit, like, mix in fastballs. So those guys who can, you know, sit back and poke a little off-speed for, like, foul and make me throw a fastball, uh, those are the tougher guys for me to face. And they had a couple kids. They had a lot of – um. They didn't. I don't. I don't think they really caught any barrels against me. But they had some kids who, you know, were hitting ground balls that if we were on a, a rough dirt field or I didn't have such a good defense behind me that it could have put me in a sticky situation. But um, I think I was just missing. I've got a slider and a, a knuckle curve, and so the knuckle curve I was missing it up a little bit. I wasn't. I wasn't able to get it as a chase pitch, and so against those tougher batters who can, uh, you know, poke those pitches, they were. Uh, they were hitting some ground balls that were, uh, you know, tough to defend. But they had, yeah, they had some dogs. But you know, no, no super like, no super like good standout hitter. But they were all solid. All right. So with this being that first tournament of the summer, first time playing for USA Prime from since you know high school season has come to an end. For you guys, what is that difference between high school baseball and travel baseball? I know for, you know, Jack and Aiden, it might be a little bit tougher. Like Mason mentioned, you know, Indiana baseball competition might not be, you know, as tough as down there in the South. But, you know, how do you guys compare high school ball to travel baseball? Maybe what that mindset difference is, you know, maybe some similarities, some differences. How do you guys compare high school ball and travel ball? For me, you know, the mindset stays the same. You know, I'm still going to play as hard as I can and play the game the right way. Um, I'd say for high school baseball, you know, like this is our first tournament, you know, for high school ball, you know, you've been playing with these guys for years, you know, same same city, same everything. But for summer ball, it's really great to play on these nice fields like Lake Point and play with the best kids in the country and, you know, just come together on one team like USA Prime. I feel like Mark does a good job of, you know, just getting us to all come together for one goal, and that's to win. You know, nothing else really matters. The rest will take care of itself. And um, I just feel like the difference is where, you know, you get to play against your age group. In high school, you know, you got some older guys, you got some younger guys. So you really get to see how you stack up against guys that are in the same grade as you, same age as you. So you get to know where your weaknesses are, what your strengths are compared to all the other guys across the country. 
getting to play in these big tournaments like the MPI, you know, the best players in the country are there. So you get to see them and that just want, motivates you to want to work harder and chase them. Yeah, for me, um, you know, the competition level, it's definitely different. Um, maybe at like a WWBA or something where, you know, there's only a couple good teams in each pool. Um, that's more like the regular season for me in high school. But then, you know, once we get into playoffs, all of these teams, I think the real difference in high school ball and travel ball is once you get into playoffs, those high school teams know everything about you. They know your they know your girlfriend's name. They know your mom's name. They know every pitch you have. They know what your grades are. Like, they know everything. And some of these travel ball teams, you know, they just may see your perfect game profile. They may not know how you actually command the zone and stuff like that. So, um, you know, game planning is a little bit more difficult. Also, like, game planning off of other batters. Um, but, you know, the competition level, I think in high school, there may be a couple more standout players on each roster. And then on, you know, travel ball, every kid is going to be, you know, a dude. So I think it – I think you really have to stay more locked in in travel ball just because, you know, all of these guys, you know, one swing can change the – course of the game so you really have to stay locked in but you know I mean I think I think travel ball really comes down to the best team is going to be the team that can get comfortable first um comfortable with their guys and have good chemistry because I think that's really a big thing about baseball not a lot of like you're not if you have one good pitcher out there you still need bats to back them up and if the bats are backing you up um you still need guys to go out there and pitch we saw that in you know the first game and the last game our pitching was there, but the batting wasn't. We tied. And then the last game, the batting was there, but the pitching was a little off. So, you know, it can lose you a ball game. So just having chemistry and getting comfortable with your team, um, you know, those are those are the big things that separate high school and travel ball. Um, yeah. So with the competition, I feel like Indiana high school baseball, you have some dudes for every single team. Every single team has at least one guy that is good compared to travel ball where everybody is a dude and everybody can do damage like Aiden said. So that's one thing. And then I feel like in high school, people do know you. So like for me, I got pitched around. So compared to travel ball, people know you, but they don't care. So they try getting you out. So you get attacked more as a hitter. So I had to adjust to that of not watching as many pitches go by and everything and just be more aggressive at the plate. So that's, that was just a difference. Okay. So I got two final more. I got two final questions here for you guys. I'll go ahead and ask them back to back. So, you know, what's this plan this week leading up to that next tournament? You guys are heading down to carry for that USA tournament. You know, just what's that plan, that game plan looking forward to next weekend, carry, and then just the expectations for the rest of the summer as well. So you guys got carry, then you guys have, you know, I'm sure WWBA. I know Aiden, you, you listened them off to me before we got rolling, but um, just what are some of those expectations for the summer as well? I would say for Kerry, um, and really the rest of the summer is like I want to start winning some tournaments. You know, I know Coach Mark and Coach Coach Nick are the same way. You know, I don't we don't need just like win games, you know, win a couple and then go home. Like I think we should we should win these tournaments. You know, if you look at our roster compared to I'll put it up against any roster in the country, to be honest. I think we're talented enough. And for Kerry, I mean it's great in North Carolina. The weather's great. It's not as hot as it is in Louisiana, so I'm looking forward to that. And, um, 
you know, there's me great teams there, like like all these tournaments, but in carry, you know, the USA, the USA thing makes it cool. You know, we'll get there, we'll we'll have those great fields and carry, and then for the rest of the summer, we're gonna have two tournaments after that, both perfect games. So WWBA and PG World Series. I feel like if we just play play together and play the way we sh we can with this roster, we should be able to beat anyone in the country. Is my expectation. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I think I think these first two tournaments are more similar than the next two, um, because you know they're more like invitationals. They're these big national programs. So I think this next tournament is really going to mirror our last tournament, where it's not a you know, WWBA where you can just sign up and play. And it's like, it's almost like in the WWBA, when you get into the bracket, that's when you start facing those really high quality teams. And, you know, in carry and in the MPI, you're straight into the playoffs the first game. Um, You're already facing playoff level talent. And so we're going to have to lock in early. There's no, there's no room for you to settle in. You know, you've got to get there ready and get the bat swinging in that first inning, and get the pitches going. Um, so I think it's really going to be similar to the NPI and then, you know, the WWBA and the world series, uh, those are both big tournaments where, you know, every run matters in your seating and your seating matters. Um, and those are those long drawn out tournaments where pitchers are going to have to be dogs. Um, they're going to have to start, they're going to have to go a lot of innings and get pitches in. Um, and, you know, batters are going to have to hurry it up and get the, you know, against some of those weaker teams, they're going to have to get some run rules so we can save some save some pitching. So you really have to be, uh, you know, you've really got to dominate and dominate early, not let some of those. You can't play down to your competition. You really have to. You know, we've. I would. I agree with Jack. We probably have the best roster in the country. I'd put it up against anybody. Um, but you know, having a good roster on paper only means so much. You've got to play together. You've got to dominate. And um, you can't wait around for a team who's not as good to, you know, roll a good pitcher out there um, and beat you. Every every team in these tournaments has us circled because they've seen our roster, too. So they're going to roll their best guy out there. So we've got to be ready to, you know, dominate and, you know, make the most out of, you know, singles and doubles and really move guys around and score runs. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. We got the best roster probably in the country on paper. And the goal is not even the goal. The expectation is to win. There's no like second place, third place expectation. No, the expectation is to win all these tournaments that are in. And because the reason we're in these tournaments is because we can win them, not just because he thinks we can do good in them. Mark thinks we can win them and thinks we should win these tournaments. So that's why we're in them. Okay, awesome. Well, guys, that's the final question here on the JKR podcast for the NPI breakdown. I really appreciate you three coming on the show. Want to wish you the best of luck because you guys down head down to carry, you know, next weekend. Like I said, I'll be there. I'll probably, you know, meet up with some of you guys, maybe do some short interviews with you too. But, you know, best of luck for Carrie. Best of luck the rest of this summer and, you know, just the rest of your guys' careers. You guys got some great baseball careers ahead of you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing how those play out. But again, you know, just thanks for coming on the show. You know, I do really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.